feeling alone, feeling like I didn't belong. Some of that abandonment stuff from other things in my life had kind of come up because I didn't, I had to leave something that was valuable to me. And then I. Hey, it's Trisha Wellstad and our Leadership Center Called to Thrive podcast. And this series of episodes is for anyone who is needing clarity on their vocation. So whether you are early, mid, or late career in realizing you are not finding fulfillment in your work, or feel like you have lost your purpose or calling in the world, the show is for you. My coaching conversation with Sarah Lattimore will support you in anchoring your vocation so you can move forward in your life with conviction. Sarah and I connected in the fall of 2021 and have had several conversations about calling. She's felt stuck for a while now, so I invited her to join me for our mini-series to get her own personalized coaching while giving you an insight into the vocational coaching process. Take 20 minutes and listen to this coaching conversation. I believe it's going to lead you closer to clarity in your own calling as you listen in to Sarah getting clear on hers. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back again. I'm so glad to have you. It's good to be back. Thank you. Yeah. So for all of you who have been listening, or maybe you haven't heard the the first two podcasts, we've been doing uh, a podcast. I've been coaching Sarah through um, creating a vocational statement or vocational credo, as Deborah Lloyd puts it. And this morning, we're going to continue in on that conversation. And first, before we get into the conversation, to this second piece of this uh, conversation around creating the statement and really clarifying your vocation, I want to just give a little snippet about Sarah. I'm going to share her bio again, because if you hear it, even if you've heard this in our other podcasts, you start to notice that the themes of her life, even the things she holds valuable, they come through in this, uh, as, as Sarah has shared in her bio. So Sarah is adopted, a wife of 17 years, a mother to two amazing children who give her opportunities to be a cheerleader, to dress up like a princess, to play in the mud and go on amazing adventures. With a bachelor's in political science and sociology, Sarah worked for Child Protective Services as a legal caseworker before following a call into full-time ministry in 2008. During her time in full-time ministry, Sarah has served in medium to large-sized local congregations, as well as camp ministry. Sarah has a passion for serving others, for writing, and speaking, and she's looking forward to writing her own book next. Sarah completed her MDiv in 2019 and is currently working on her doctorate in leadership and global perspectives. She currently serves in ministry in a ministry position, leading a congregation in living life missionally as the director of missional ministries. And she is an innovator and visionary who looks to find empowering and dignity, restoring ways of sharing the love of Christ while addressing needs beyond her work. Sarah dreams of growing her family through adoption, kayaking with orcas, and traveling in an RV across America and internationally. Every time I say that last part, I just am like, of course, that sounds so fun and and, and really life-giving. So I'm excited to talk about this conversation with you again today to get a bit more clarity. I mean, you have, even in your own life experience so far, you have so much education. And 
uh, so many wonderful things that you have experienced. And all of these things are, are very purposeful in, in your development via experience and life and skill set and all of that, but also part as part of your calling. And so we're going to talk about that a bit more today, what those, uh, how some of those things shape, but we're going to talk about something that is a little bit different than many people would expect. And that is kind of the dark side or the painful experiences that we face and how those shape us too. Sometimes we don't consider or even maybe surprised at how much pain shapes us in our calling, because we tend to think of ignoring that. We want to just find what we're passionate about. We want to find what makes us feel alive. And pain is a major piece of that. And in our last episode, we talked about um, the themes of our childhood story. We like to start at the top of that triangle. Sarah, do you have your triangle with you today? I do have my triangle. Yes. Yes. I love that. So we're going to, we're going to pull that out again. We're going to talk about the triangle again from Deborah Lloyd's uh, book, your vocational credo. And what we're going to do is we're going to move from the top to the bottom left. And so that the top of that triangle was the, the value story or a story from our childhood that we loved. And your first one that you named was Charlotte's web. And there's a lot of themes that come through that. And then you also mentioned, mentioned the um, little house on the prairie series and all of that. And there's some actual themes that come into alignment between those two different writings and, and series or well series and book. And so there's all of that. And you named some themes and values that come from that. Could you rename those again? Uh, yeah, uh, it was belonging was a big one that popped up and then, um, identity and perseverance. And I think family was another one that we talked through. Yeah. Yeah. So those we're going to hold those, but then we're also going to move into that bottom left where we talk about pain and, the experience of pain and how it shapes us towards our sense of calling long-term. And what we're going to do in that experience too, is we're going to look back to our own history or to your history in particular in this experience and think about what it is that makes us feel um, those pain experiences that then shape where we go from there. So my first question for you today, Sarah, is... Um, in this conversation is, could you um, share with us if you have like an earliest pain memory? So I'm going to give you a space to think about it. I know that we talked about this a little bit beforehand so that way you'd be ready to think about this, but think of your earliest pain memory or your most formative pain. Think of this as maybe like a wound to your soul, like not merely like when you were learning to ride a bike and you fell down like as a child, but something that, that has been heavy or painful. You may want to write it down if you haven't yet. Yeah. Um, so in my typical, uh, coping mechanisms, love to avoid, uh, these kinds of things. But when I was thinking through this, one of the ones that kept popping into my mind when I thought earliest, um, 
was we moved a lot during uh, my childhood. And one of the major moves we made was when I was between second grade and third grade. Um, and we moved from Texas to New Mexico um, for uh, jobs and things. And so uh, I had to say goodbye to all of the friends. We had lived in Texas for the longest that we'd ever before. Um, and so I had to say all those goodbyes. And then I went to um, New Mexico and uh, did not transition well. Um, it was very different culturally than Texas. Um, and so starting school, I was, um, I did not fit in. I was a larger child. Um, and I was also, um, very pale skin and had a Southern accent. Um, and so I stood, I definitely stood out and, um, there was one time in, uh, we were outside on the playground and a group of kiddos had kind of like put a circle around me um, and were saying things in Spanish to me. Um, and I knew by the attitudes, right, that they weren't nice things. Um, but as, as someone who had never been exposed to Spanish, I didn't really know. Um, but then and then they were consistently wanting um, to telling each other to sit on me before I could sit on them and squish them. Um, mm. And so then I think eventually some teachers probably broke it up. Um, it was your typical um, bullying kind of a situation, but um, that would probably have been one of the times where I realized I didn't, I didn't belong somewhere. Um, and it probably, um, yeah, it was definitely one that sent me to the bathroom crying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's heavy experience. And probably as you recall it, like you feel a little bit of the feelings. I mean, especially an empathy for children. Like when I think about my son, who's a grade schooler, like, I would never want that to happen. I wouldn't want that to happen to anyone. But how, when you think about the feelings that do accompany that, what do you, what, what comes up for you? Um, yeah, I think, well, fear, right? Not, I didn't know. I, it took a while to, under, to, to understand what was happening. Um, feeling alone, uh, feeling like I didn't belong. Um, and even I think some of that abandonment stuff from other things in my life had kind of come up because I was, I, I didn't, I had to leave something that was valuable to me. And then I ended up in a situation that was, um, goodness, that totally connects to something else. Um, but in a situation where I, uh, didn't, it didn't go well. Yeah. So, Yeah. So, okay. So fear, feeling alone, abandonment, like loneliness, I guess would be the emotion there. Right. And then abandonment as well. Those are all three emotions you felt. And so we're going to, we're going to hold those. And obviously this is not a therapy session. Like there's good counseling spaces that, that are for those things. I'm not doing therapy for you. I'm co doing coaching. And so we're, what we're going to do is we're not going to try to heal that. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about 
what you do to bring healing in the world. We'll talk about that later, but we're going to talk about just that pain thread and, um, and sit in the tension of it for a few minutes. And so are you okay with that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, so you have these, these three feelings of fear, loneliness, and abandonment. And, um, and those are the primary ones, right? And then, uh, there's a good chance, and this is something that I have seen in my own life and in all the people that I coach, that you have this kind of uh, foundational pain experience. That's It's like the, a first experience of something like this or the first that you can remember. And then there tends to be, I mean, all of us have experienced pain and suffering in different ways. And multiple times in our life, not just once, it, it doesn't matter how privileged you are. You they're like, we're broken humans. This happens um, to us again and again. And there tends to be like a theme of similar pain or similar emotions around. But before we get to that, what I want to think about is um, if you were to consider some of the painful experiences that have shaped you deeply. And you said, Oh, like that hit on something. My guess is that you thought of a different experience where you had the same feelings. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can say more. It's okay. (laughs) No, absolutely. Uh, well, so there's, we were talking about earliest, I have more recent things. And so when I started breaking that down, it made me think of the recent experience and I'm like, Oh, yep, there it is again. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I won't have you name all the experiences of pain you felt because, well, that's very vulnerable. And this is a podcast that other people are listening to. They don't need to know all of your story. You can tell that to them in person um, and as you feel comfortable. So when you think of maybe that other experience and some other ones, what feelings surround those experiences? Like if you think, think of maybe two or three things that come to mind immediately. Yeah. Well, I think fear. Um, and again, that, that sense of leaving something then in with hope, and then it doesn't work out. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one, I think is that, that piece of abandonment or not belonging, um, or not being wanted, um, comes up again as well. Yeah. So kind of the same, that same cluster of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of those, um, those tend to, they they tend to come up again and again when you have pretty painful experiences. It's not always every time, right. Something goes awry or you experience pain, but my guess is that if, if certain things do happen in your life, there can be a fear of abandonment, a fear of being alone, like the fear, like the fear of having those emotions again, because they're so deeply rooted in your story. Uh, and so with that, usually what we try to do is not just compensate, but bring restoration to like, so that for ourselves, for the world, like, or for others, not like in our best selves and our most whole and healed selves, we want to uh, undo that and not just undo it for us, but undo it for others or make it right. Put things as N.T. Wright would say, like putting things to rights. Like that's what we want is a restoration of towards a wholeness. And so, 
Um, so when we have that first one, so what I'd like you to do for your bottom left piece of that triangle is to write just the emotions. You can write the story if you want to, but like with like a third grade kind of a thing. Um, but I would say, write those three emotions down there. And then as you look at it and you think about your Charlotte's web and little house on the prairie and the values that are, are sitting with those, do you see a sense of connection between pain and those other stories? Yes, absolutely. Well, and I've never, (laughs) I've never framed it like this or thought about it, but it's definitely interconnected. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting to me that I would value those things and the, and those stories. Um, and then those are the things that I've struggled with as well. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, tell me the connection, like just speak the actual, like, how do the words connect if they do? Well, so I think when we get that, um, the belonging piece, the identity piece in Charlotte's web, um, is definitely something that I see recurring in, um, in the places where I've had pain and the things that I, um, that I want to maybe resist so that it doesn't, so I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think when we think about little house on the prairie that, um, I mean, they, they moved around and they were having to rebuild community. Um, they were having to find ways to, um, to survive in their new environments. And I think, and there was, there's stories of fear in the, in that series as well and belonging. Um, so yeah, maybe that's, that's why I played it in the backyard all those years. (laughs) Well, you, yeah, you were living out your story through their story this dramatized, but maybe happy ending, beautiful way. Yes. And, and it may, it, you know, it, it's made right so many times in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Where it may or may not have been in real life. I mean, right. Your story was continuing, right? So there was always the opportunity. There always is the opportunity for things to be made, right? It's just the story is continuing. And in those stories, the story ends, the book ends, you know, the movie ends, the whatever. Yeah. So, okay. Were you going to add something more? No, no. I just, I'm, I have that light bulb moment happening, right. Of putting those pieces together and seeing them connect is that's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, that's, that is really the hope in this conversation. This is not a magic trick or anything like that. It's a little bit formulaic. I'll give you that, or I'll give Deb. Deborah, that, but what it is, is it's connecting like the cognitive and the affective to eventually the psychomotor to where you do something with it all because our past, our life experience tells us who we are. And I mean, God tells us who we are, but also our life is telling us who we are. And that's going back to Parker Palmer, let your life speak. Your life tells your story. And we actually store, store our life uh, like our, we, when we tell people about ourselves, we may tell them facts, but the way that we store our life is in a story form and not as just a list of facts about ourselves. And so the, the stories and the experiences that we've had 
even if we have degrees and education and two kids or what all the, the facts that are, they come through our life in a set of stories. And so you have all of these stories and memories that make up the thread of who you are in your life. And, uh, and so what we're doing is we're telling a bit of that and how those things connect from these different angles, literally angles in the triangle, uh, to, to find the whole to be able to then connect deeply with who God has made us to be and the way that we've gotten to live that out towards finding what's next, really clarifying and owning what's next. So the next piece of this is for us to talk about the healing aspect and how we bring redemption to the pain through the values that we have lived and, and really aspired to even. And so I think that's where we're going to go next. I not, I don't just think that I know that that's, that's what our plan is. So, uh, so I appreciate you, you being in this conversation. Is there anything you were thinking with that light bulb moment or anything else with this that you want to add? Yeah. I think when you started to summarize it and talk about the story piece, that was another, I've always had this sense and maybe that's where the wanting to write a book comes from, but this sense of all the things and all the pain and all of the struggle and joy, the pieces of that story, uh, just using those in a way that help, um, others or that, that can be transformative. And so I think, um, I'm excited to, to dive into the next stage of that, because I think I value that, uh, as well. So not letting them be wasted, but letting them help others as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that, again, that connects with your bio. That's the first thing I thought, like, it's, it's something that's in you. Why there's, there's a deep deepening reason as to why. And, um, and I love that. I love that you're sharing that and that it's connecting, uh, and that heart level. So not just the mind level, right. It's a, it's a whole holistic space. So we'll keep talking about it, but for now, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited for, for our next conversation and what we get to share about. And thank you all for joining us for, for this third podcast of five in our mini series. It's a fun conversation that we get to have, and we are going to continue in our next episode talking about healing. If you want to listen to the whole series of our conversations, be sure to click the link in the show notes. And if you want more support in clarifying and activating your calling, I would love for you to join us for our vocational intro course. You are going to be guided through a process to create a credo that helps you own your calling and live in alignment in your work so you can thrive in all you are and do. I have been coaching people for over 10 years now and have come alongside hundreds of women and men in discerning their vocation. So if getting clarity in your calling sounds like something you want, go to nwleadershipcenter.com forward slash courses. You were created to thrive. Keep living your calling and welcoming others because together we get to transform the world. Thanks so much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Leadership Center Call to Thrive podcast.